Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Marcia Satterson. I'm your host with For Your Health Show. I just want to wish you guys a happy Sunday. It is a beautiful day here. I'm actually still in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I will be back in Atlanta, Georgia next week. But I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I want to be able to bring more healthy, nutritional stuff for you. So stay tuned because tonight we're going to talk about sugar and Halloween. We'll be right back.
right, you're back on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Thaddison, and tonight I am all alone. We are, this is the month of November, November the 3rd of 2019. Man, this year has gone by so fast. You know, um, 2019, I guess back in the 1970s, sounded like a sci-fi year of the Jetson and things like that, but we're getting close because we have the drones that are flying around. We have television now that we can, cameras, we can do selfies and uh, FaceTiming each other to talk on the phone like the Jetson time. But um, tonight I just want to kind of recapture some of the things I've talked about in the past, and that is sugar. Um, The more I've become on this journey on nutrition and health, I realize how dangerous sugar is for us and we just had Halloween actually we had a few trick-or-treaters come to the house and I didn't um, open the door but I told them I didn't have anything and I think more and more people are getting out of it Um, as a little girl growing up my mom took us out a couple of times I remember and then she stopped I don't know why I think we maybe went out once or twice and that was it um to me, as I was, my kids were growing up, I never took them out um, because at that time, then you had people that were putting razor blades and um, other things in the, in the candy. And I remember them advertising that you can bring your candy to the hospital where you can have an x-ray. Really? Really? You want that much sugar that we're going to take the time to take it to the hospital and have an x-ray to make sure there's no blade or anything? I, I refuse to do it. Um, refuse to put my kids in costume. Um, we did kind of celebrate it with the church a little bit, but as I get older and I read about the origin of Halloween, and um, I just didn't want to do it anymore. So stop. So, um, but what I did learn, and I think we I've shared this with you guys before, uh, food and behavior. We've talked about this over and over and over again, and I can't tell you how important sugar is and the danger it's causing to our children's mind and our body and their academic and even the book written by Joe Rodell, Sugar in the Criminal Mindset, that sugar actually have a profound effect on people's behavior to a criminal mindset. And there has been tests and studies proven that it has happened and is happening today. So just want to kind of talk about some of the things about sugar. And you're going, what is sugar? Sugar is a sucrose and it has two components, glucose and fructose. The glucose, the body recognizes it and there's no problem, but it digests into our body system. But the fructose, which is mainly processed by the liver, which many people believe to be very toxic to the body, and which can be overwhelming if you eat a lot of fruit to sugar and it turns into fructose and it, this part is overwhelming our liver, that's when we get fatty liver and that we can change things by getting off of sugar. And I know that is very, very hard because sugar is very, very addicting. Addicting. <laughs> Did I say that? Addicting. <laughs> very addicting to us and that, you know, like having an apple pie, you can't just have one slice, or that piece of chocolate, you just can't have one square piece of it and leave one till tomorrow. You have to finish the whole one, and sometimes people have to finish the whole package. 
So sugar is very addicting, and they have found out from studying a brain that it lights up just like it does with uh, cocaine and crack. And that's why they say sugar is the next crack cocaine. And I want to to the liquor. And doctors are seeing a big rise in liver failure, which is causing people to need liver transplant and other liver disease that come along with it. Another rise in the health industry with um, the high consumption of sugar is heart disease, diabetes, obesity, overweight, and liver, as I indicated, liver disease. Um, I've been trying my best to get into the public schools to talk to the parents and the teachers to say, if we change the kids' diet, academically we can change the school system, and I truly, truly believe this. Talking with Dr. Baba Rizetta, who's written the book, Food and um, Behavior, being connected with um, Dr. Um, uh, Natasha Campbell McBride on the GAP diet and finding these people who have made tremendous changes in children's lives and their family lives by changing diet. But I think it's really hard for the parents to change the diet when the parents are addicted themselves to the sweets. So we tend to bring into the house what we want our family to eat. So if we're eating it, I'm sure we're going to pass it down to our children. And that's why I truly believe a lot of diseases is not genetics or uh, runs in the family. What runs in the family is how we eat. We cook and prepare meals just like our moms. How many of us would call our moms to say, hey, mom, how do you make this recipe? How do you do this? And many people's secret recipe and secret sauce is adding in a teaspoon of sugar or a dash of sugar to sweeten it up. And that is what's happening with American um, diet and processed food that are produced or made here in America is sugar. And it's about 60-some different names of different types of sugar that is added into our processed food. And I think that is what's really having a profound effect. I talked to, you know, many people, you know, I worked in corporate America for many, many years and uh, talked to people who currently work in corporate America and they're having so many problems with their coworkers, the stress, a coworker snapping on them or getting angry with them or fussing with them about nothing, no drama, you know, something that seemed to be not a major issue. And a lot of time when I'm talking to people and I'm talking, having this conversation with them about their coworkers and things that's going on, <clears throat> what are they drinking in the morning? Or what are they eating? Oh, my God, he drinks nothing but Diet Pepsi. Or they sit there and eat candy all day long. Or they, eating, uh, they, they uh, eat processed foods all day long. Then you have a lot of people who are on heavy medication. They're on many different medications. So many of us are sick. We are sick. We're sick in corporate America. We're sick in the private sector, and we're sick in our homes. And when we're sick, we don't tend to rationalize things, especially if we're emotionally all messed up. And food will mess us up, and sugar is the main corporate from doing that. And that if we can become sugar-free, and many times you'll find out the anger, the weight loss that would drop, 
uh, Bernard and I was filming um, in the Atlanta area off of uh, Martin Luther King Drive over there by Martin Luther King um, Center. And we've gone into a couple of beauty shops and barber shops interviewing people about their attitude with food and especially sugar. And we was also over to like, the West End Mall. And many people said, look, i got to have it. Um, they had their favorite candy bars or their favorite snacks and that they aren't willing to give up at this point. But we get into this barbershop, met this very nice-looking young man whose name happened to be Victor, and he indicated that he was weighing over 350-some pounds. And one of the first things he cut out was bread, the carbs, and carbs turned to sugar. And he said when he stopped eating all the carbs, he dropped some weight. So the next thing he dropped was the sugar. And he said something that was really profound. He says, when I stopped eating the sugar, I found that I wasn't angry. I wasn't finding myself angry or agitated. That went away with sugar. And he started more on a Mediterranean diet um, and eating more healthy and the gentleman had lost tremendous amount of weight, and he looked fantastic, and he says, I'm not going back. But during our conversation, he got to say that his dad was fighting cancer and that every time he finished taking his dad to a chemo section when he, when he had some chemo treatment, the first thing he runs to go buy is some Oreo cookies. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 because Oreo oh, – not just Oreo cookies, but sugar helps cancer to grow. And I want to share something with you. This is, um, I was watching CBN. Lori Johnson is a medical reporter for CBN. And sugar can contribute to cancer. Study has now shown that stop eating sugar can cause cancer to shrink. Now, about 100 years ago, Americans were only consuming about four pounds of sugar a year. That's one bag of sugar. They were only consuming four pounds of sugar about 100 years ago a year. And you think about it, many people back during that time, we didn't have the heart disease, the diabetes, and the obesity and overweight and liver issues that we have today. Many of the people about 100 years ago had their own farms, their animals. They were eating the healthy fats with coming from their animals. Their animals weren't being injected with antibiotic or um, fed some garbage that wasn't supposed to have been fed to the animals. Um, you had animals grazing in their own property or own land. So people were a little more better in health over 100 some years ago. Now, today, 100, uh, 100 years later, the uh, average American is consuming about 160 pounds of sugar per year per individual. And the, the book called The Secret of Sugar by Bruce Bradley, he said today 26 teaspoons of sugar per person per day in America is consuming 26 teaspoons per day in America. That's how much sugar we're consuming. Four grams equal to one teaspoon of sugar. So example, if you see something that says 
You read the label, it says 25 grams. That is equal to two, six and one-fourth teaspoon of sugar. One Coke, uh, 40 grams, is equal to 10 teaspoons of sugar. So one can of sugar, I mean one can of Coke, which has 40 grams, is equal to 10 teaspoons per sugar. So if you drink maybe three Cokes a day or four Cokes or five Cokes, just think how much sugar you're putting onto your body and overloading your liver. You may be causing heart disease and belly fat, is um, diabetes, obesity. That is the major cause. And they're saying we now have it in our children because when you go to the drive-through restaurant, uh, drive-through restaurants, you can supersize your drink. You can supersize those drinks, and those children are getting those drinks when parents are taking them through there. And it's affecting them academically, and it's affecting their health. And our children are obese and being put type 2 diabetes already on young adults that are in middle school and elementary school. So it is important for us to really try to kick the habit of sugar, which is, can be very, 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 very addicting. Many American, many American food manufacturers is adding lots of sugar, which is causing us to crave that food and want it more. So the manufacturers know what they're doing. That's their way of making money. One of the one of the biggest one is the high po, high 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 fructose corn syrup, which we can find in donuts, cereal, peanut butter, soda, candies, sweeteners, uh, yogurt. Salad dressing, uh, junk food, bread, canned fruit, uh, box dinners, um, frozen box dinners or the box dinners that can be mixed up, juice, granola bars, breakfast cereals, and store-bought baked goods, and snacks and cereal bars, nutritional bars, coffee creamers, energy drinks, sports drinks, jam, and ice cream. All of that contains high fructose corn syrup, and that is very, very bad for us, and we know that, and that we know that sugar is having profound effect. And as mentioned in previous shows, um, Dr. Barbara Setter, they have done some study, and even Australia had done some studies where they've taken children in juvenile correctional facilities that the kids are from the ages of 12 on up. And they did an experiment where they taken the uh, the children, split them in half. Half of them continue on the current diet. The other half was all organic, all natural. Seventy-seven percent of those children, the study shown that the fighting dropped seventy-seven percent of the time. Eighty percent they weren't fighting among themselves or with the correctional officer. They had peace within the facility. And Dr. Barbara Reed Setter found this out when it was in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and they did their experiments up there with the uh, middle school where they were bringing in officers, and that was back in the, I think in the 80s, and that these children, even with suspension rate and dropout rate, was very high. When they changed the diet to all grain, I mean healthy grain, uh, bread, fruits, vegetables, and cooking the meals, 
the food was good. The children loved it. And the disruption they had within the classroom dropped. One teacher said she was amazed at how she was able to teach instead of constantly stopping to disrupt someone from fighting or arguing or just trying to keep the classroom in peace. The uh, the officer that's assigned to the school said his job has become way a lot easier. He's not doing anything pretty much, and that they said the graduate dropout rate dropped. I think it prior to them doing the food, changing the food menu, the dropout rate was up to 350 kids per year, and it dropped down to 16, and that the absentees dropped down and kids were actually learning, and they said they were focusing, and they, the children were recognizing the, the difference in the food they were eating and having a profound effect on their uh, behavior. Uh, back in the 80s and the 90s, all experts were saying that it was the fat in our diet that was making people fat and sick. But the fat consumption down, the, by eliminating fat, which that went down low fat this, low fat that, was a big emphasis in a lot of the food products then. But heart rate didn't go down, overweight didn't go down, and other issues did not. It continued to rise because they now recognize it was the sugar. The sugar was the corporate behind that, and it's messing us up big time. Dr. Weston Price was a dentist um, born late 1800s. I think he died in the early 1920-something. But you can guys, you've had uh, Sally Fallon on uh, from the Weston Price Foundation, and I want you to go back. You can easily watch the video on Dr. Weston Price and his study about dental decay because of sugar and how you can see people losing their teeth. But what's very interesting about Dr. Weston Price, um, all his, and he was a big prominent dentist uh, within the U.S. US Navy, well-liked through the um, the um, health and nutrition way of living with the dental hygiene, keeping your teeth up, because he saw the deformity of many American teeth here in America. And many of his friends were visiting other parts of the world and realizing that these uh, countries in Africa, India, uh, had not been touched by civilization. These people had no need for a dentist or doctors. They had perfectly white teeth. Their teeth was nice and straight. And come to find out, as Dr. Weston Price and his wife traveled through these various countries for over 10 years and documenting everything of their findings of what these people were eating and from the Eskimos areas, from people in Africa, Indonesia, Pakistan, and remote villages, what these people were eating was real food. They didn't have no processed food. They didn't have sugar. And he documented that these people didn't have tuberculosis, which was plaguing us here in America at this time, at that time. They didn't have none of that. And that the people did have some, um, some of them had some touch to outside civilization, but when they came back, they went back to eating the food from their culture. And these people had no dental problem because their teeth were great and healthy from eating healthy foods. 
And it was documented that when the early settlers got here to America and saw the Indians, the Indians had, they documented the Indians having teeth as straight as piano keys and nice and white. And their teeth were perfect in form. So it wasn't until the settlers came in with their white flour, white sugar, white rice, and white salt. And many of these countries, when these people start eating the processed food from America or England, that's when they start having the health issue and the teeth issues with gum, the deformity of the gums in their teeth. So we want you to know, and sugar is a culprit. There's a book called Wheat Germ um, that I read, and one of the Scottish, there's an old Scottish saying, the whiter the bread, the sooner you're dead because it's been processed. And white flour, white sugar, white rice, all been bleached. But carbs turn into sugar. And we've had many people sharing their testimony about their diet, nutrition, and how they got their health back. So we want our children to be healthy and we want them to be smart because this do affect the brain. So the power of good health is important. And that's why yesterday's Kitchen for the Day, my other business on the side where I'm showing families how to can for men, use food, food and vitamins and nutrients to get back our health. And that's by information, power, Information is powerful. Learning how to cook and prepare these meals and the vitamins and nutrients we need for our body to survive will allow our body to do what the Creator had designed it to do, heal itself. So I'll be back um, with more information that I've gathered and learned about sugar and why we want to take a time and slowly start weaning ourselves off so we can wean our children off. Okay? I'll be back. You're on the D Hour Network. This is Marsha Patterson, your host, and we'll be right back.
All right, you're back on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. I'm your host. And tonight we're talking about how sweet it is, sugar, and the danger it can hold for us. But yet, it is so sweet. Also, I wanted to cover some things about sugar, especially for us women. You know, many problems we can see with sugar for our body is one that some of the 10 proven negative effects about sugar is wrinkling. Sugar can cause your face to wrinkle and age much faster in your body. Um, If you consume a lot of sugar, it can cause acne. We already talked about the dental part of your teeth, uh, rotting out your teeth and things like that. We all know that's a given. And I would like you to take time to go back and do some research on Dr. Weston Price or the Weston Price Foundation on educating us about healthy food and food that can heal our mouth and heal our body. Number two, the number, the third one that we have here with um, the negative effect of sugar is type 2 diabetes. Oh, my goodness, type 2 diabetes. And um, another risk is um, they're finding certain cancer like breast cancer and colon cancer. We talked about tooth decay, weight gain, and many times you're not feeling hungry, uh, you're not feeling like you're full when you have some sugar or potato chips, so you have to finish the whole box of cookies or the whole box of candy because you're not feeling full. So it's empty, empty, emptiness that you're eating. Uh, leptin, uh, which is a, you're missing because it don't make you feel full. One of the things, sugar is very empty. As I said, we have, there's no nutritional value for it. No minerals in there, no um, proteins, no fiber. It is just dead. And that's why our digestive system is not recognizing it, and it just causing our bellies to be bigger and bigger and getting bigger and bigger. We're just filling ourselves up because sugar has no vitamins, no minerals, no fiber, no nutrients. It is dead, completely dead. And, you know, we take our children out um, – to do this Halloween shopping and all this other kind of stuff and buying the costumes, you know, but hey, please, parents, um, monitor your kids' sugar as well as for yourself, you know, because, you know, we've got a lot of women with breast cancer and things like that, and now even men having breast cancer, so we want to make sure that our children are healthy. So I think what is important to start the children off with um, breast milk as opposed of um Formula because it was reported um, that sugar is in baby formula. It isn't listed. It's not listed as a pre-server. You know, I have to serving per serving. It's not listed there, but it's listed as the ingredient. And the first thing they list is corn syrup. And baby formulas, baby formulas that the highest in sugar, according to this TV station reporter with WAV. Why TV Channel 10 reported that baby formula has the highest in sugar, which is Parents' Choice Premium. It has 12.4 grams per serving. Infamil Infant is 13.5 per serving, but even though they use best uh, sugar is lactose, which is kind of close to mother's milk, so that's one of the better sugars they found. And the third with the lowest of any sugar is Gerber Good Start and uh, Similac Advanced Complete and Infamil Proceed 
which is one teaspoon per five uh, ounces of bottle. They had the lowest. Then we had the Similac had two other formulas, which is Similac soy, which contains four kinds of added sugar, which is uh, per serving was 3.8 grams per serving. And Similac Advanced Organic Sweetening had 3.5 per serving. So we're starting our babies off with sugar at a high, I mean, starting babies off with sugar, and then, you know, if you give them formula or cookies, so they're becoming addicted to sugar, and their little brains just lighten up even before they even have a chance to walk. Um, many patients are told um, regarding cancer and sugar that um, a lot of patients are told, and this is from um, Lorenzo Conhan at the UTMD, Anderson Cancer Center, the doctors are saying a lot of patients are told it doesn't matter what you eat after you're diagnosed with cancer. The preliminary of animal research suggests that it does matter. So what you're eating could be feeding your cancer, and we they're finding out in studies are finding out sugar is one of them. But um, there was one gentleman that gave a testimony. His name was Fred uh, Hatfield a cancer survivor of 2012, and he was only given three months to live. He changed his diet immediately, low sugar, and he went on a ketogenic diet. And the ketogenic, ketogenic diet consists of fish and seafood, low-carb vegetables, cheese, avocados, chicken, and red meats, eggs, coconut oil, plain yogurt, nuts, seeds, berries, olive oil, unsweetened coffee and tea, and dark chocolate. One thing, Dr. Lester L. Carter's been on many times on the show. I love him. Um, if you guys take time to listen to our previous uh, blog talk, you will definitely learn something and be educated. And one thing about Dr. Lester L. Carter, he's reachable, so you'll be able to call him at his door. Um, he's 86. I think it's 86. I'm not sure. But anyway, he's in his mid-80s. Great health, no medication, and he still goes to the store three times a week. Um, he's um, a herbalist and pharmacist, a pharmacist. Answer any of your questions, but he's real big on the Mediterranean diet, so that is a very, very healthy diet for those who are considering changing their diet for themselves and their family. Um I had Brenda Cobbs on from Living Food Institute, who too, she too was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and ovarian cancer and was only given a few maybe months to live, and that was over 30-some years ago. Um, the new owner uh, from the Living Food Institute is going to be on at the end of the month talking about the diet changes. She's helping many, many people to overcome their illness and disease with diet. And that is what I'm finding out, that we can get our children back from being disruptive, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, with diet. And all we have to do is take that chance um, to say, hey, let me make these changes in my child's diet or in our family's diet. And guess what? You may have peace in your home with that change of diet. Cancer cells love sugar because cancer cells thrive on the glucose that comes from the sugar and uh, and um, sugar carbs 
is sugar. So anything you're eating turns into carbs, I mean, like bread, that turns into sugar. So that feeds the cancer. So you want to be able to know that you have to stop that, eating that carbs and all that other sugar unless you want your cancer to grow. And I think the most hurting thing, and I mentioned this last time when Dr. Carter was on, that it really bothers me to go to a cancer war and see them feeding children ice cream and cakes and cookies and all this other kind of stuff. But, you know, if we don't know how we, if you don't know how we're going to make the changes. So, and if I, you know, if you broke your leg, you could not get up and run and do certain things. There's some things you have to compromise with. But I think if you're ill and you're sick and you want to compromise your health to be better, you want to do something to make your health better, try it and see what happens. Brenda Cosby didn't know anything about juicing. And she watched her mom die of breast cancer. Her grandmother died. But she ate like they ate. And so when she changed that pattern, she changed her life, and she changed the life of so many other people who've gone through that door of the Living Food Institute in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. When I was at my store in Noonan, Georgia, uh, there's a farmer. His son was diagnosed with a brain cancer, and they didn't do the traditional treatment. All they did was juicing and changing his child's diet, and he's alive and he's well. Dr. Baba Resetter, you know, talked about the school in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and um, she was also a probational officer at the time, and she too, the sodas, the coffee, you know, the sugar, eating unhealthy, eating on the run, and knowing that was having a profound effect on her thinking, her clarity of mind, and her health. And that book by Joe Rodell, Sugar in the Criminal Mindset, changed her life and the lives of other men and women that was on probation with her. She was so big in the, in the 70s and the 80s, she was on Good Morning America, the Phil Donahue show. Um, uh, Richard Simmons, um, the exercise guy, he had her on the show. Everybody was loving it, but it died off because that means somebody's not making money, and that means the sugar company will be losing money. But we want people to know that sugar has a profound effect on our behavior. And when Dr. Barbara Setter got the judge and a prosecuting attorney to say, okay, you do this program allowing men and women on a volunteer base to see if they want to be a participant of this program to see by changing their diet what would happen. And 89% of them did not get back in trouble with the law or had any problems. And, you know, Reading some of those people's stories, and one gentleman in particular was saying that he thought he was always going to be this way. And he was now had his own apartment, engaged to be married, and he was considered uh, listed as employee of the year with his company because he changed his diet. And that is so important for us to realize that the demon that trick Adam and Eve to eating something to lose their position in the Garden of Eden is that same demon with sugar is causing us to lose our health and our mind. So we want to be able to give our kids a healthy start, and that means breastfeeding. But what is really great about the Dr. Weston Price Foundation, they have their own baby formula. They can educate you on how to make your baby formula 
what we can do to feed our babies to be healthy. Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride on the GAP diet. And that's what I'm teaching. I've learned these things, and I want to bring these things into everyday people in their homes. And that's why I started the company, Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. I'm reconstructing the web, uh, doing the website at this time as we're speaking, working with this gentleman out of um, California. His name is Eric. He's helping me patiently put the idea of bringing yesterday's kitchen for today into everyday's home so we can teach families by hosting a party, uncanning, fermenting, and educating you on the food that's nutrition for your body. Hosting these parties is not about selling a gadget, which we sell many products and equipment for you to make better meals and healthy meals and milling your own flour and things like that. But you're being educated about the food and the benefit it holds for your body because food is designed to be your medicine. I don't want to have to go out and buy supplements and buy a pres- you have to pay for a prescription. Food is designed to be our medicine. And I want to be able to bring to the everyday people and into their home what that looks like. And you see the rise in people doing going vegan, going vegetarian. Um, the grocery stores themselves are expanding their organic industry into all natural. Look, our great-great-grandparents didn't know anything about all natural. Everything was natural then. And then when the genetically modified food came on on the scene and now we have processed food that's being sprayed with chemicals and radiation and glycosol, all this stuff from Roundup Ready and this stuff is affecting us. So we want to be able to bring things into our body that's much, much more healthier for our children and for us. So we want to know, people want to know how do I do this because we are creatures of habit, and we don't know how to change. So we want to show people it's easy how to change the diet to get your health back for you, your family, and your children because we have so many kids that are being put on medication at an early, early age and psychiatric medication um, to make them stay calm. And Tony Stephan on was on True Hope. Our brain is malnourished. We're not feeding our brain the right food. It's eating the wrong food. And it's haywiring us to be bipolar, schizophrenic, or depressed. And then we put them on this other medication. If you sit and listen to the commercial or what it says at the end, if you have these thoughts of suicide or uh, these issues, you know, the whole list of these side effects that comes with it, contact your doctor. And I think another thing is to, you know, mental illness is real, and we need to look at it from a, um, a food thing on what people are feeding themselves and how food is affecting us in a big, powerful way. So I just wanted to mention that. So we're going to come back with the DR Network for your help with Marsha Patterson and come back to get some sweet information about sugar.
All right, you're back with the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Patterson for your Help Blog Talk Radio. Um, just want to remind the listening audience that um, this program and information presented here is for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering medical advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness or injuries or condition or prevention of any health problem. The viewer or the listener should consult with their licensed physician or the health care practitioner for proper diagnosis or treatment. Now, I really want to take, kind of take you back, um, talking about sugar again, the sweet stuff. You know, me personally, um, I don't eat a lot of sugar or sweet, but every now and then, especially back in the days when you had your menstrual for women, you know, you wanted something sweet, that little chocolate or something thing to do it. But I have always been the type of person when I ate, and uh, Letitia, who's a raw chef, used to tease me about this because once my taste buds get a hold of it, I don't have to eat the whole bag. I'm good. I'm good. The only thing I tend to kill at one time is a bag of sunflower seeds. That, I guess that's a nervous thing or whatever it is, but I get a bag of sunflower seeds, and I can't stop until I finish cracking and popping all of them. And I can't, I don't want to buy the sunflower seeds that's already been shelled. I have to crack it myself. It's the, the experience of cracking it. But I do remember some years back, many years back, um, maybe 15, 20 years ago, uh, my husband and I, I used to buy these um Mentos. You know, you go to church and you want some mints to pop in your mouth. I bought Mentos one night and um, I popped one in my mouth. Then I had to pop another one, then another, then another, then another. I had never, ever, ever craved anything. Like I was fiending and craving these Mentos. I wanted those Mentos bad. And I would go through a whole package within a few minutes, and then next thing I know, um, I'm telling them, hey, if y'all go to the store, pick me up some Mentos, pick me up another Mentos. And I knew something was wrong because that was not my personality, and that's something I didn't do. And I remember being at church, and I was in a bookstore. I was going to buy some tapes and some sermons and stuff, and I asked the lady. I was talking to her, and I was in a conversation about the book we were going to purchase. And I pull a mental out, and she says, I said, oh, do you want one? She said, no. She said, I had to go cold turkey. It's something in there that's making me, was making me crave that mental. And I'm like, oh, you too? She said, yes. I threw them in the garbage instantly. I said, okay, no, 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 no. So I wasn't aware that company were putting things in the company certain products to make you crave it. But to this day, I would not pick up no mental. If you gave me one, i walk away from it. That's just how bad it was. But I, I know I'm a little stronger and I know what's going on. But that was my theme that I was going through back in the days with the sugar. And usually, like I said, I can get a taste of something. I'm good. I'm, I don't have to eat all of it. But that's my personality and that's me because I just choose to live like that. But Tony Stephan uh, was on the show, and I invite you to go back, and we've done some reruns of his previous show, Who Wife Was Bipolar, Son Was Manic Depressant, One Was Schizophrenic, and he found out our brain is missing nutrients, the vitamins. 
and the food we're getting from the sugar has no nutritional value for us whatsoever. The white flour, the white sugar, we talked about all this processed food. We're starving. Our body is literally starving. Our brain is starving. And so, therefore, our brain is malfunctioning because it's not functioning with the nutrients, the fiber, the healthy food that it needs to continue. And that's what True Hope Vitamins is about. And you guys need to check out the stories of people who have listed bipolar or schizophrenic and was on medication for years and years and years and how they got their life back or their children back. And that's what we can do. We can go back and get our family back by changing the diet. I think about the 23rd Psalms, and it says, God says, I go to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Because the enemy got us eating the wrong food. The enemy got us kicked out of the garden. Jacob, Esau, sold his birthright for food. We have done some dumb things for food. The Israelites, they wanted quail, and God gave them all this quail. Many of them started choking and, and on the quail. You know, we food is a pleasurable food, and our brain registers that sugar in the food that we eat. But it's not registering us in a healthy manner, in a healthy form. And so if your children is busy eating the sugar cereal with the milk in the morning and then they get a, a, a granola bar or something that has high fructose corn syrup and then we get those high energy drinks and we wonder why they can't sit still. One of my, uh, my sister-in-law here in Wisconsin was telling me her, uh, a friend of hers from her church was talking about her uh, grandson every day after lunch. He's getting in trouble. They recognized it was happening after lunch. He couldn't sit still. He was jumping all over the place. He was all over the place, and he's getting into it with the kids, getting into not following directions. And my sister-in-law knows I talk about food and behavior. And she said, girl, this boy is not acting. He's acting up every day after lunch. I said, it's the food. Change the food. So the mom and the grandma and the dad decided, oh, you're going to take a lunch. He started taking the lunch, packing his lunch, no problem. They had no problem with him doing that. And academically, he's more focused. We can get our children back with diet and changing them off the sugar. There are some schools that have gone, um, you have seen these little signs, drug-free zone sugar-free zone, and they found out when they take the sugar out to school, the kids behave better. Um, one thing, I was talking to a young lady at this, um, I knew some years ago, and her boyfriend was incarcerated. And I'm talking to her about diet, too, about food, how it affects your diet and things like that, and that Genetically modified food, all these, the bad kind of food is in the prison system. So it's affected our men and women who in that been incarcerated. She says, Miss Marsha, my boyfriend asked me to send him a package, a package. But the prison system have it where they only uh, allow certain companies to be able to mail certain things into the prison. I get it. But she showed me the selection 
of snacks and stuff that they he was requesting and that was on the list to purchase. It was junk food, the Roman noodles, that dried crap that has no nutritional value, uh, cookies, all this junk. They're feeding them this madness. And my granddaughter's um, grandfather works at one of the prison systems. I won't say which one. And they get meat in, and it says on the box, not fit for human consumption. So these men are being fed food that is not healthy. And back in the days when they had the prison system, they, those men worked the farm, and they grew the food that was being processed, you know, what I mean, cooked into the prison system. That's no longer. We feed them genetically modified food, food that's not healthy, and it's affecting their brains and their health. So we need to be able to take the next generation and teach them what that looks like and how to prepare the healthy food. And with yesterday's Kitchen for the Day, doing the home parties, we go into the homes, host the party, you can, just like with Mary Kay and Pampered Chef, you can earn a prize or get a, a equipment itself um, based on the sales, or become a consultant. We're looking to bring on consultants um, that want to do this, earn money and set your own hours on being a consultant. It is so important that we teach the next generation on how to have healthy food. We, we've had... Um, Baker's Creek Seed Company on, on heirloom seeds, not genetically modified seeds, or seeds that has been um, hybrid. We want the real deal. So we want people to be able to eat the real food and have healthy lives and a healthy mind because this sugar is not healthy. And you wonder why your kids are having tantrums. They're jumping all over the place. You said, sit down, sit down, be still, sit down, be still, sit down, be still, and then I'm sitting still. They're shaking, getting angry, agitated at over nothing. In Atlanta, in Georgia, I don't know what part of Georgia, they had a grandmother who was so upset with her grandbaby from eating a cheesecake or something, and they punched the child and ended up killing the child. Because the sugar is addicting. And many times we have people having problems, it's because of what they're eating, the medication they're taking. We're not looking at the side effect that's causing all these problems within the home, along with alcohol. Alcohol is made with what? Sugar. And I did a presentation um, several years back um, to a police officer and a fire department to say, look, you guys, you're serving us. I want to be able to give you information that can make your health better because you're putting your health on the line. Every time you run into a burning building or to the policeman, every time you're going out and you don't know what, who you're walking up against, you want to make sure your, your mind as well as your body is equipped to do the job. And I've said these before on my show, and I said these to the officers that I did this presentation to, that I don't believe a lot of the officers and things that are happening, especially in the black community, where the, the shooting or the the incidents with the officer and the policeman is that they're hating us and we hate them. I believe it's diet because usually you find this trouble with the officer in the, in the community in poor neighborhoods where you have drive-bys, drive-throughs, drugs, alcohol-infested communities. So people aren't operating in their full capacity, in their full mind. 
And these officers do not take their food with them or carry a lunch. Not too many of them do. So you're eating from that poor, toxic community that you're serving. These poor, toxic people with not being able to function. A lot of sweets, a lot of things. And when the gut is messed up, the brain is messed up. If we clean the gut out, the brain will be cleaned out. And Natasha can will bring that in. And many people and many doctors are now on board with the gut and brain syndrome where it's connected and that what you eat has a profound effect on your brain, even with alcohol, um, sodas, cookies. All of this stuff has a profound effect. One of the officers I was talking to, these were lieutenants, and she was saying, I'm having trouble with my son. He's 14 years old. He's not listening. I said, what is his diet like? He likes nothing but pizza, soda, candy, chips. He likes the junk. I said, change his diet. And I gave him document, uh, uh, scientific facts. It's been proven that this helps change people. Omega-3 for your brain, DHA, you know, the healthy brain fat. And we're eating the wrong fat which is causing us to have all kinds of health problems. So if we go back eating and preparing healthy food for our, our body, our body would do what it's designed to do. There's no way you can drive a car without gasoline. You have to fuel it up with the right type of gas. There's no way I can put regular gas in a Lamborghini. It comes to knock. I've had cars where you put certain gas in it or cheap gas in it and it, it starts knocking. It needs fuel. Food, vegetable, is fuel for our body and our mind. You need oil to run it on. The healthy fat that comes from cow liver oil, um, olive oil, backseat oil, all of these helps with the brain. Your brain is 60% fat, so you want to put the good fat back in it, just like you have to put the, um, the oil in your car to keep it lubricated. You need the oil in you to keep it lubricated. Water and salt is your WD-40. I always tell people water and salt is your WD-40 and the healthy salt. And when God created us from the earth, the earth contained minerals. And we lose those minerals over time because we're not eating food that contains minerals. So our body is going to crave those minerals, and if it's not getting it, it's going to try to pull it from your bones, every part of your body, different parts of your body. So it's important for us to replace these minerals, these healthy fats, the uh, the water, and get rid of the junk that's causing us to malfunction, causing inflammation in other parts of the body, aches and pains and other stuff. We're hurting. Knee replacement. If I hear all many people getting knee replacement, hip replacement, come on. God didn't design for that to be replaced by some product from man that in a couple of years later you may have to have a replacement again. So we can do better if we go back to eating healthy food, eating food that is alive and healthy so our body can be alive and healthy and do what it's designed to do. All right, I'll be back with the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia with For Your Health talking about the sweet sugar. Thank you. 
your host, Marcia Patterson, and tonight I'm talking about sugar, and I am the Lone Ranger tonight. Um, next week, my guest would be um, Linda. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, a doula. She's a doula. So, but tonight I just want to really focus on sugar in that uh, I know it's hard, um, and I'm not going to make light of it, you know, to say it's an easy thing to let go of. Uh, but I know it's so important for us to have the health and be here for our children. And we want our children to be um, smart, calm, um, successful young people. And I know some people can run on the energy with sugar in the corporate world, but some of them are not doing a good job because they're mean to their employees. They're snapping with their children. They're snapping at people. But, you know, we need to bring a place, a place of peace. And I think um, eliminating sugar will give us that uh, in our homes and in our children. But, um, okay, how do we do that? And as I told you before, Tony Stephan, you know, there's some um, nutrients, vitamins. I truly believe if you feed your, vi- your body the right nutrients and make that balance, you can have that little dessert or um, the little party you want to have. And then, But just don't overindulge. You know, we don't want to overindulge. There's a balance. And, um I tell people all the time, I'm not vegan, I'm not vegetarian, but I do do a balance. And if I go somewhere out, I eat and I enjoy my meals, but I know how to clean up. I get, you know, I, I'm in Wisconsin uh, taking care of some family business, and every every um, every other month or every three months, I try to get the colonics done. And I just happen to be here in Wisconsin. I had one done. So encouraging families, friends, okay, clean that up. If you can't move it yourself or just go and get yourself clean. And, you know, we had um, Kelly on, and she's from Sacred Water, and that's out in uh, Riverdale in Georgia. No, Fayetteville. She's out in Fayetteville. And she does colonics and how important that is cleaning your colon and helping your, your, your digestive system and everything to get a jump start. So I'm just encouraging people, you know, giving you suggestions for you to think about to get better health or to start how to have better health. We all want to be healthy and have that long life and do it gracefully, you know. And it's about sharing. And this is what we bring to you is people with their stories, their challenges, and how they will overcome or how they're struggling to overcome because, you know, we are a brother keeper. So this information here is to share with you to make some small steps and small starts about how you and your family can be healthy. And you can pay attention, to, especially to your children, even adults. After they finish eating the candy or the, eating the white bread, look at see where their moods at, how their attitude changes and what's going on in the house um, with the children, you know, fighting among themselves or fighting with each other. So... How do we start? You know, one thing I'm going to share right away is water. Water, 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 water. I love water. I drink water all the time. But making sure you add the, um, some salt to your water. I'm telling you, the pink Himalayan sea salt. If you've had me, I've shared this before on the previous blog talk radio about how the pink Himalayan sea salt really helped me. And that book, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, was kickstart me into better help with my bones because when I left Wisconsin, I was able to tell you when it was going to rain and when the temperature was going to drop. My knees and my shoulder, my left knee and shoulder bothered me faithfully. 
and a heating pad and uh, been gay with my friend for years. I didn't do medicine. Every now and occasion I may take an aspirin, but that was it. But when I read that book, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, and that water plays a big part of hydrating your bones, keeping you healthy, it changed my life. So I would take one to two teaspoons and add it to a gallon of spring water and drink half my weight in water in ounces. My first breakfast every morning, and even before I go to bed, I'm always, I got a big thing of water next to my bed. I can't tell you now, the temperature has dropped here. It's been cold. It snowed here in Wisconsin just recently. And I can't tell you if it's going to rain or if the temperature is going to drop. I no longer can tell you that. Water and salt is your WD-40. And so for those children out there playing and instead of buying them the those energy drinks, just add a couple of teaspoons to a gallons of water for them to drink. It's going to give them energy because when they're out there running and sweating, that water and salt are going to help replenish the salt that they're losing from the sweat. And it's going to help with their joints. It's, I'm telling you, it's your WD-40. It is your WD-40. So I want to encourage you to try that uh, as opposed to buying those energy drinks. So implementing the water instead of the sports drinks and sodas and the fruit drinks that doesn't have the fruit in there. So we want to stop that because sugar affects the brain. And so does the water because guess what? Your brain sits in salt water. And over the years, if you don't replenish the water or the salt, that nervous system that allows that message to travel back and forth to your brain begins to dry out. And um, several years I was years ago, I did a health fair with the Alpha Phi Alpha up in the Carrollton County in Georgia. And whenever I make something, I always have the ingredients out to show people that what we're putting in us is healthy. And I think I made some muffins, and I had some salt, and I shared with the fresh cold grain, and um, I think the muffin was raisin muffins. And we talked about the raisin, we talked about the muffin. So some nurses came over to my table and sampled the muffins. And they were sampling the muffin, and I'm telling them the benefits of the salt and everything like that. And the nurses were sharing with me, oh, my God, one of the tablets they have for men or people who are bipolar is a salt tablet. I said, oh, really? And then another nurse was sharing with me that they had a um, classic looking at Alzheimer's brain and that Alzheimer's brain withers up and dries up. Hmm. So you have a lot of people that's on medication that have them dehydrated. Plus, we're not drinking water to hydrate our bodies. And we're not drinking salt to hydrate, you know, to keep it in there, our cells nice and moist. So it's important for us to do the water. So I'm encouraging moms and athletes, um, coaches who have children on the side, instead of spending your money on those drinks, do the salt in the water. And you'll find that it really, really helps, and it helps to keep them hydrated keep their brain focused, and, you know, with the sport injury, you know, hey, we just want to make sure our kids are nice and healthy. So um, I'm encouraging the first step is water. The American Heart Association recommend that there is no more than six teaspoons add additional sugar per day for women and nine 
for men per day. So if we get something that's, um, like I had earlier, 35 grams of sugar in something, and, you know, they're telling us, wait a minute, for women it is six teaspoons of additional sugar, and for men it's nine. So we already at our max with that. So that's eight. If you see something that says 35 grams, that's eight teaspoons already. We're eight and uh, almost nine teaspoons per serving. So just one serving of something that's called 35 grams, we already meet our, especially if I'm being a woman, I already meet that with six teaspoons of sugar. So it's hard because everything we buy that's prepackaged and all set up, already have added sugar. And then, you know, if we cook like our grandmothers and aunts and everything, if somebody's adding a pinch of sugar, leave the sugar out and see what happens. And you'll see the difference in your children academically. You'll see it with their behavior and their diet. And our kids are obese. They're very overweight. Um, one of the coach, um counselor I was talking with at one of the schools in Atlanta about coming in and doing a presentation on food and behavior was telling me she's been on high blood pressure medication since the age of 12. 12 on high blood pressure medication. And the long-term effect on high blood pressure medication will put you on dialysis. And fatty liver, you know, kidneys, you know, liver, kidneys, obesity. Type 2 diabetes is rampant with our people um, and heart disease. We have to do a better job to live a long life, to be here for our children and our grandchildren. And we are our brother's keeper. So I'm sharing with you the information. Please take time to go back and listen to my previous blog talk. I had some wonderful guests on. I've been blessed to have many good guests on my show with great information that's going to feed us into better health by us taking time to listen and to take one step at a time and practice. And one of the first steps I always tell people we want to do it is, is the water and the salt. It is so beneficial. And you'll be able to know, oh, my God, it works. So many people I shared this with is saying, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this. Another thing about that pink Himalaya sea salt is great for toothache. I'm telling you. You get a couple of the rocky kind and let it sit in water for 24 hours. The 84 minerals that was once in the salt will now be in the water. Anyone has a toothache, uh, rinsing your mouth with that or letting your mouth sit with that for a couple of minutes, boom, gone. Plaque, gone. Brushing your teeth with it will help mineralize your teeth. Our teeth is decaying because it has no minerals. We're not eating food that has minerals. Dr. Weston Price, take time to look at www.westonpricefoundation and watch the video on Dr. Weston Price. And he, as I said, when he visited all those remote villages and people that had no connection to civilization, eating the white flour and canned food and the processed stuff, they didn't have decaying of the teeth. Um, their teeth was perfectly all 32 of them, not missing their molders, any of those things. Everything was in place. 
through diet. And when the rest of the world was eating the white flour, the white sugar, and everything else, we're losing our teeth and losing our health because of diet. So if we can't do anything, maybe decrease the sugar intake that you're putting in and see what happens. Or cut out the white bread and go whole grain, whole wheat. And that's what we're showing families how to make homemade breads and how to do the, the healthy foods and have a healthy life for ourselves and for our children. Because if we keep this up, our, we, we're going to outlive our children. And I don't, you, no parent wants to bury their children. We already see with the crime that's going on. And that book by Joe Rodell, Crime, Sugar and the Crime, Sugar in the Criminal Mindset that we are setting our children up to be criminals and to be alcohol and drug dependent. The, um, I want you guys take a look at my Facebook page. I posted it on there, and I have been saying this for years because I found out about this study uh, where um, doctors are now saying that they understand why some people crave alcohol and drugs at an early age. And you have people getting drunk that have not taken one drink of alcohol whatsoever. They call it the Brewer's Syndrome. And the Brewer's Syndrome is if you're feeding your kids a lot of carbs and a lot of sugar, it's building up yeast in their gut. And people are actually getting drunk without taking a drink of alcohol. And when I presented this, when my presentation to the fire, I mean, to the policemen um, in Noonan, the captain screamed in the back, oh, my God, I just got a memo on that. It's called the Brewer's Syndrome, and people are getting drunk. But what they're finding out, when parents allow their kids to have high carbs, high sugar, these kids have a craving for alcohol and drugs at an early age. So we want to change our kids' diet. And the study is showing that we can reverse this by vegetables and fruits, living foods. Foods that are alive with nutrients, vitamins, fiber for our body to thrive and to be healthy and our mind because what we put in our gut is affecting our brain. And so we want to have a healthy brain and healthy life. So that means we have to change what we're eating. And we don't want our kids to be set up for drug and alcohol dependence by feeding them sugar because alcohol is made with what? Sugar. So parents... Um, get to a better job. And you know, I can see from my own family, and I can tell, um, looking at my family, my dad was an alcoholic, but now I look back at his diet. He didn't eat no vegetables. He was a meat and potato man all the way. And now, that's it. It's It's crazy because we know I can look at some of the children's diet and know why they're behaving the way they are. Or adults looking at their diet, why they're behaving the way they are. It has a profound effect on our brain. That gut, what we put inside the gut, affects the brain. So we're coming right back on the D-Hour Network. I'm Marcia, your host.
you don't have to eat the whole package. And sweets, we're not saying eliminate it completely, but, you know, being able to downsize that. And if your body's in a crisis, if you have cancer or you have other health issues, let's try eliminating that and make it easier for the family members to join you, say that one person have all the issues so nobody survives anything in the house. So that way they won't have the craving or seeing that, oh, my God, they can eat that, but I can't. Until that person is strong enough, let's help them to get there together as a family. So, you know, if you have one child that's having a struggle with weight, the whole family should join them to help them losing the weight and eating healthy, not just pointing out her, her weakness or someone else's weakness with diet. I think it's a whole family issue or all of our issues is to try to eat right and do the right thing for our body to function the way our creator has designed it to function. So, um, you know, for your health is here to educate us and to give us information that's going to make our lives better and better for our children and better for us. So the power of good health is knowledge, information, and, and being able to make a change with that information. So I want to wish everybody a blessed week. Make it beautiful and safe and enjoy your family. Have a blessed week. Thank you.